Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our mind and our heart that we might understand, so that we will turn to you and live. What are you doing? What are you doing? Have you been entirely honest in all your dealings, say, just these past three months? Every transaction completely transparent, every penny? Every class assignment, no corners cut? Should we crack open the books and check? Been throwing your weight around? Using your authority to advance yourself just a little bit? Secure your precious little square foot of earth. And if it's at the expense of somebody else, well, too bad, sucker. How's life in your body been? How's your Sabbathing going? A good pace of life, margin, rest, sleep. How's your relationship with food? How's that discipline of fasting going for you? Have you tried grasshoppers? They're actually not bad. A little honey? Seriously. And have you been the embodiment of generosity this fall? At every opportunity going above and beyond? Maybe even double what minimum expectation is? And would any of you care to come right down here in front now and fill in some specifics, some details from your own life? Exactly how you've been, let's just say, less than perfect this fall. Come on. Yeah, that was me, John the Baptist. You're, liter you're likely most familiar with that John. Kind of a scary, fascinating man, huh? The shaggy hair, the beard, there used to be more. <laughs> Barely covered in an animal skin that Blaze, prophetic, fiery look in his eye. Yeah, I've, I've seen that John in a lot of biblical movies and kids' Sunday school materials. Kind of a big person. It's hard to miss because of the size of the splash that I made in my day, in my society. Not many people have convulsed their whole society top to bottom like I did. And I do appear at the front end of all the stories about him. 
So yeah, I'm a little hard to ignore, aren't I? But be honest. Aren't you just a little bit glad that you weren't alive then, feeling magnetically drawn out into the wilderness to hear that wild man preacher, only to get your own deep, dark secrets busted out of all of your tightly locked closets and shadowy corners, and then being called publicly to confess exactly who you are in your less than savory moments. And that was not an option. That was necessary. Come on. Isn't that one of the reasons you're not Catholic? No mandatory confession here. Just that generic one-size-fits-all thing that I hear you do here on Sundays at All Souls. That's easy. You wouldn't have liked me very much, I don't think. Notice all the past tense I'm using? That John the Baptist, that was me. Then I got older. I got a haircut. <laughs> it's hard to deal with all this out there, the heat, the lice. Whew. So yeah. When I was a younger man, I was fierce about all that was right and all that was wrong. For me, for you, for my critics, for Roman military, heck, even for Herod and his so-called wife. And I was utterly unafraid to say so. I knew. I knew who I was, what my calling was, what I was to be about. Every day, day after day, no holding back. I was the man on fire, and people came out to watch me burn. And then that day came. I looked up, and there he was, standing in line with the rest of all those sweaty, nervous, sin-soaked people. My second cousin, Yeshua, from up in Galilee. That'd be like, what, you're, what, Nelson County? Probably nobody took a second look at him that day, except maybe to look down on him. Because, you know, the moment he opened his mouth to say anything, oh, that accent. Oh, let me guess where you're from, uh, GEDville. But I knew. I could, I could see him. I'm told that even before I was able to see him, I could see him. While I was still inside my mother, his mother shows up at our front door, obviously pregnant with him. 
And somehow, I knew it. I sensed it. And I kicked for joy so hard, apparently, I almost dropped my mother to her knees right there. I've always been, apparently, kind of an all-in kind of guy. Now, call it like I see it. So, what about me and all of those fiery, angry, prophet out in the wilderness, John the Baptist years? Overkill? Anger management issues? Rechanneled sexual frustration from a single man? Just another big mouth, cranky personality? who thinks he knows what's best for everyone else. That guy who just seems to like being the critic. I'm not sure you understand me. See, I wasn't just pissy for the sake of being pissy. No, I did not enjoy having to say those things, do those things, call you out on all your stuff day after day after day. But see, I could see something. I had my eye on something. A different way to do life. My vision was locked on a possible world where people would simply tell the truth to each other. Where people were generous instead of greedy and grasping. Where they helped each other out instead of just guarding their own while gouging the neighbor. A world where those with power used it on behalf of those without it. I could see that kind of world, and I loved it. So when I looked at you and saw you messing around with muck and, and fearfully, nervously trying to guard what was yours and digging in at fault lines between us and them, acting as if simple truth-telling doesn't really matter, thinking that everything's a zero-sum game and it's better me and mine than you and yours. When I saw that in every direction I turned, how could I not say something? Could you really not see it too? Well, I, I don't know what you here today do and don't see. I don't know. But back in my day, it became apparent pretty quickly that people did know what I was talking about. I didn't have to over-explain anything. They knew. They were just afraid of it. They pretended that nothing really mattered, that there would never actually be a grand tallying up of anything, that there was no judge to reckon with, but they knew, they knew. I just reminded them. 
because that's what I was seeing. And sometimes seeing so clearly can make you crazy or mad. And not just that. I could also see that all this madness, this craziness, this upside down brokenness around me, it was going to be answered in him. I could stir the pot, try to wake up the determined sleepers, grab people by the lapels and shake them. But at the end of the day, that was about all I could do. Get them ready for... Well, I wasn't entirely sure what it was he was going to do. But it would be, it'd be different. <laughs> it'd be clear, finally. Fiery, even. He would really expose what's what. And he would be able to change people at their cores like I sure couldn't. And only then would there be hope for that new kind of world that I could see, that I loved. Only then it might actually come. So, I was the alarm clock. I was the fire alarm. And yes, I was right. Okay, I was cranky. <laughs> Granted, but I was right. I had my eye on something real. And then he came. And of all things, I baptized him. Unreal. And I began to change. It was gradual, especially at first. He began to go public step by step. He began to have a voice of his own. And it was different. It was strong, for sure. But in a different kind of way. He wasn't a shouter like I was. He didn't call out every single thing he saw. Not the way I did. It was kind of confusing, actually. I know he saw it, maybe even better than I did. But he held his peace a lot. I had my crew. We were a straight arrow, serious bunch. If it even smacked of easy, fun, cushy, we were suspicious. We tended to avoid all that and keep it simple. Rigorous. Wimps need not apply here. But his group, what a mess. They didn't know which end was up. Talk about slow learners. Lord. And the parties they went to. He even supplied the booze for one of them, I heard. I don't know. 
crowd he was running with, let's just say it was a little confusing. In some ways, we fit together. In other ways, yeah, no, not so much. I kept on with what I knew. Remember, I still had my eyes on something real. And I was pretty sure I could see how to get there. If people would just stop doing this, do that. People, is this so hard? But he seemed to be doing something very different. Or, or at least in a very different way. And then that fateful day came when I called out Herod. He was sleeping with his dead brother's ex, bizarre beyond belief. He really expected everyone would just look the other way, just silently swallow that as the new normal. Well, that's not exactly me to say nothing. So I did it. I exposed him and how messed up what they were doing really was and called him to change. Well, that went over really well. They hauled me off and locked me up. And there I sat in the dark alone. No job, no audience, no more baptizing, no way to affect the change that I knew. I knew the world needed. And the lights started to go out for me. Mr. I know what I'm talking about started to wonder in that cell, to doubt, to wrestle with questions that before I thought were only the domain of the weak. I hear now that you call that swamp I slid into depression. Well, it was a low spot, for sure. Ironic, no? The guy who had been leveling mountains and filling in valleys was himself stuck in a hole. I still had a few loyal students who did come visit me from time to time. I could tell they were struggling with this as much as I was. None of it made sense. But what could I do? What could I tell them that would make what was happening seem like it fit, like it was right somehow. So, as much to give them something to do as anything, I sent them to check him out, see for themselves, hear what he has to say, draw their own conclusions. Of course, embedded in their little research project, were my own doubts, my own questions. 
Those are dark days. <laughs> and then <clears throat> they came. They hauled me out. They cut my head off. So yeah, that went really well. Not exactly the narrative arc I was banking on. But here we are this morning. And now I can see a little better, a little bit, what was going on, even there at the end. I've grown to actually like the word disillusionment. See, I had some illusions that needed to be dissed. Me, John the Baptist, laser-eyed truth-teller, the authority on all that is good, right, and true, and therefore, conversely, the authority on all that was bad, wrong, and fake. I had my own blind spots. Maybe they had more to do with how than what. See, I was right. Reality does have a shape. Like it or not, sin's real. There is a judge. A reckoning is coming. And also, a new world beyond that. I was not wrong. But I was so sure I knew how it would arrive. Absolutely. Yeshua, front and center. And then me, right there, introducing him, prepping the masses, stoking furnaces of guilt, getting the itemized list of failures in order. Then the kingdom could come. Then it would come. It had to come. I had to be relieved of the burden of my own prescriptive vision, the way things had to go, what absolutely must not ever happen, what my part in this story should look like, even how he should behave. Illusions. Stuff I was making up without even realizing it. My own mandates for ultimately God himself. Pretty embarrassing disillusionment. But when all is said and done, it's freedom. I don't have to be the be all, end all, after all. I think I actually said that at one point. <laughs> but it took a while, the whole story, in fact, to find out exactly how true that was. He really was, is, not just front and center. He is the one. More than enough. 
the without which nothing. Nothing. Not even me. Huh. So who's John the Baptist? Angry young man? Blazing prophet? Messiah introducer? Bridegroom's best man? Depressed doubter in the dark? Decapitated loser? Just a guy who could see a few things correctly? Yes. Just yes. For this Advent, then, you know, what, what year is this? 2019. For this Advent 2019, may I today bless you with the precious gift of, one day, complete and perfect disillusionment. And then beyond that, the freedom to live a life that is really life. Thanks for your time. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.